With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's right. Emergency live stream time because Scott Hansen from NFL Network, you know, NFL Red Zone, seven hours of commercial. No, wait, hold on. Seven hours of commercial-free football start now. That man, that beautiful man you see on screen is jumping into the live stream momentarily. File on in. Get your questions ready. Phone lines might be open briefly later, not at the beginning of of the interview, but we're going to dig into some rookies. It's going to be a good time. The Fantasy Football Show, Scott Hansen edition, begins right now. The FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We got a special little show for you today. Scott Hansen, who's frequented the show before. And come in and drop some bull predictions. Had a good time here on the channel. We love Scott Hansen. We're big, big, big fans of Scott Hansen, and we're doing it live here, emergency live stream style. Talking rookies, it's going to be a good time, so file on in. As we await his call, he'll be calling in momentarily, probably T-minus two, three, four, five minutes. You can potentially get your question asked if you super chat a question. I'll I'll try and, and get to him, assuming we you know don't have 15,000 questions to come in. But Scott will come in, we'll talk about rookies, we'll talk about his bull prediction he made on this show the last time he frequented, and it was about DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf did explode that year. So I like Scott Hansen's bull predictions. He has a good feel on the NFL and the upcoming players and the incoming players, and and uh, you know he watches this stuff as much as any of us. So he's embedded very deeply in the NFL world, and he plays fantasy football. Let me tell you, so so many leagues that I offer him. I offer uh, spots in big, high-profile leagues. He's like, I can't. I got too many leagues. So Scott Hansen, the man, coming in shortly. File on in. File on in. And uh, we'll get prepared to talk rookies with Scott. Uh, we're, we're probably going to dig into Bijan. We're probably going to dig into Jameer Gibbs. We're probably going to dig into uh, uh, the rookie wide receiver class, is my guess. I'll take some questions here from you guys momentarily here. Uh, so if anybody's got a question, throw it on screen. We'll dig into it. Uh, Lamar Jackson inked his contract, made it official today. So if you've got questions about Lamar, look, this situation is looking better for Lamar. As I mapped out in the beginning of this whole you know, unraveling that started to occur in Baltimore, it, it, it would require if he was going to stay because he's been an absolute bust in Baltimore the last three years, what do you, however you want to spin it. And in order for Lamar to bounce back and become a solid fantasy football option to the tune of a top five to seven quarterback, um, he needed to have that wide receiver, that rookie wide receiver brought in. And it, it couldn't have just been Odell. It couldn't have been uh, uh, an aging veteran like that. It had to have been potentially Odell and somebody. And Zay Flowers, we kicked around 
an awful lot as the potential savior to this situation. And Zay Flowers uh, did get drafted and selected by the Baltimore Ravens. So congrats to Lamar getting not only one wide receiver, but getting two wide receivers. And obviously Mark Andrews is still there. J.K. Dobbins should be your healthier munkin's going to bring in this new system that maybe is is something to watch out for because the way they've been operating since munkin's been on staff has been nothing but different than before and setting lamar up for success seems to be in munkin's wheelhouse so i'm actually you know i'm actually pretty smitty approving uh leaning toward munkin so you've just been smitty approved Munkin, you've been Smitty approved, my my guy. And so Lamar, what does this mean for Lamar? Lamar, you know, getting this big fat deal, getting Odell Beckham Jr., getting Zay Flowers. I don't know how much of that was required by Lamar behind closed doors, but it was all very intelligent additions. And let's give a, a Smitty approved to Mama Lamar, who inked a quarter billion dollar deal, you know, from her kitchen with the crock pot on medium. On median, simmering. The chili was simmering when this deal was struck over the fax machine speakerphone. Let's just give a, a little shout out to Mama Lamar, who might just become an agent. You know, you're supposed to avoid having an agent, but yet Mama Lamar proves that maybe you need you need an agent. You need your mama to be your agent. You've just been Smitty approved. And it looks like we have Scott Hansen dialing in. Scott, what is up, my guy? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show, just to warn you. You're live right now. Can you hear me? Whoa, we're already live. Hey, we're live all the time here on this channel. But, Scott, let me just thank you, first of all, for coming on. But let's I'm just going to kick it off and say, you better come with some sort of DK Metcalf prediction like you did the last time you were on the show. I don't know if you remember, but I said, give give me a bowl. So we'll do that at the end. But I said, give me a bold prediction. You said DK Metcalf's going to come in and tear it up. He he did just that. You know, he, he's he been a little... sleeper ...who's going to score in fantasy. I just don't know if it's this year. He's a he's a rookie mid-round pick. But but we'll, 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 we'll when you're ready for that segment, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. do that. So I don't know if you can see my screen here. I'm sure you can. Uh, we got the topics on, on screen here. Um, Bijan. Bijan, I mean, you. Uh, every, I don't think I've run into maybe but one or two people in in the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I deal with in comments and live viewers. We got, uh, we'll have over a hundred people here in no time. And once in a great, great while, do I run into somebody that has something negative to say, say about Bijan? Everybody sees him coming. No one's going to be necessarily ahead of the curve on this guy. What do you think about? statements like this is my stance and i think it's pretty bold to most people if you can even be bold on Bijan. but in fantasy football he's my number one redraft running back i'm drafting him ahead of cmc i'm taking him number three overall i'm drafting jamar chase or jefferson jefferson jamar chase if i need a wide receiver it's a, you look you look you look a little shocked but that's as bold as i've heard of people who are bullish on Bijan robinson that's as bold a take as i have heard I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just like, wow, that's that's strong. 
Yeah, and it's not that crazy when you think about what Barkley did his rookie year, when you think about what, what Brees Hall was doing after a slow start and maybe would have caught up, even if you included a slow start, would have caught up to be in that top three running back category. And these rookies come out and just explode. Um, that That's my take on it. When I'm on the clock in like a best ball draft or even a redraft, especially Dynasty, of course, but if I'm on the clock at number three overall, I will take McCaffrey on occasion because I do so many drafts. I like to di diversify. But if push comes to shove, I, I can't force myself to miss out on this rookie season he's about to have in Atlanta. Can you talk about what you think about the landing spot? It was in my top five landing spots. So I was, I was ear to ear, completely you know excited. Everybody in here, we were live during the draft. We did a, a six-hour live stream the entire time. and And when he was selected, we were just like, this is amazing. A lot of disappointing landing spots we'll get to, but Atlanta. Speak to Atlanta if you could, kind sir. Okay. Um, I think Bijan Robinson, I could – let's define our terms here. You're taking him third overall. If you're doing two wide receivers before that, you're talking a full PPR league, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. The wide receiver coach for the University of Texas was on record during the draft buildup as saying Bijan Robinson would have been the best wide receiver for the Texas Longhorns. That he had the best hands in the program. And he even said, you know, I'm coach the wide receivers. My guys are going to get mad at me for saying this, but that he's an unbelievable receiver. He had nice production in the passing game from Texas, but I think it could go to a whole new level. So we're, we're skewing this all, of course, to fantasy football. My only concern would be this. Atlanta in a system that we saw last year, Tyler Algier was a thousand yard running back. Tyler Algier. Now, full respect to him, and he might end up being a really, you know, a solid back in the NFL, although we might not know because obviously he's not going to get the touches now in that offense uh, that with Bijan there. He is, his skills are nowhere near what B. John Robinson's are. So you could think, okay, well, you just the floor is a thousand yard, a thousand yards rushing. I would say this though, a lot of that Algier production came with Marcus Mariota as the quarterback, not Desmond Ritter. Okay, and I'm not sure if we know how beneficial Desmond Ritter will be in the running game for the Falcons. Okay, meaning not not only can he throw to make people stay back in coverage and, and loosen up a box prior to the snap that B. John Robinson might see. But Marcus Mariota still had some wiggle when he was quarterbacking Atlanta, even as, as uh, you know veteran as he is. And the threat of running from Marcus Mariota would often hold linebackers just a little bit or defensive ends in some of that zone read type stuff that would pop Algier and the other running backs that we saw have production in Atlanta last year. Desmond Ritter is, is the book on him coming out of the university of Cincinnati was that he had some, uh, he had some athleticism as well, but it, we haven't seen it at the level that we saw it at Marcus Mariota. At. Now that's a small caveat. I would think I'm not trying to, to knock or dock BJ, B. John Robinson. I, I would just say your take is as bold as I have heard. And I could see myself talking in my I could see me talking myself into Bijan Robinson being a first round fantasy running back in a 12 team PPR league. I'm still taking Christian McCaffrey 
I think first overall and certainly first running back off the board. Yeah, and but, you're, you're you're not alone. That's for sure. And and the thing is, like, if you're not in, and I'm sure you're so busy, you can't mock draft or best ball draft right now. But when you do, when you're embedded in it, and we we do it every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, where you see where the the players are falling, and if you step back into it, let's say in June or July, you're probably gonna be shocked at where he's going because he he's climbing to about six, he's climbing about to about seven, five overall, six overall, seven overall. So he's already right around that area, it, but it is still shocking to some people that you would take Bijan over CMC. I get that, yeah. but I, I think it won't be in June, in July. Smitty, you've done this long enough, and I'm sure many of your viewers have done this long enough to know people fall in love with rookies. They mm-hmm. fall in love with rookies because of you know what could be, what right. might be. I'm maybe like a little rookies. more of a conservative investor in that I want some blue chips that have performed over time at the highest level of football already. Now, that might mean I miss out on some studs that come in in their first year and maybe win a league. But people people fall in love with rookies in fantasy football the way that real-life general managers fall in love with quarterbacks and often over-evaluate them. Because it's the most important position on the field. Uh, I'm not arguing against it. I would just say, right. if put it this way, if you and I were in the same league and you had the third pick and I had the fifth pick, or, or you'd be you excited. Had pick, I had the fourth pick. I would smile if you went Bijan. Right. Left season season. I'm sure. I'm sure you would. And and I think it it becomes less bold every inch we get toward August because once we once everybody starts seeing it because initially like in January when when Bijan was a phantom player he was the 1.1 he wasn't really even Bijan yet he he was going in like uh 12 13 14 15 overall in early best ball drafts uh pre you know NFL draft and as we started to get closer and you started like looking at Bijan as a real player and then once the draft happened and now he had a great landing spot it it's it's crazy to see these ADPs climb so rapidly and he goes three, four, five, you know, all the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, some people, some people are higher on him than others. But I do think one thing is is clear: he he is the lead dog in the changing of the guard. Christian McCaffrey won't be a, around forever. Um, you know, Walker's now in a questionable situation. Brees Hall still coming back from an ACL tear. Like he is literally t- a king of the hill uh, when it comes to you know future RBs in this league. So it's exciting and. And this other guy on screen here, uh, Jameer Gibbs, is 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 yet another uh, rookie that I'm about to uh, probably be overhyping here <laughs> because <laughs> okay. I, I if, if that was your Bijan take, I can't wait to hear your your Jamar Gibbs, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, take. yeah, and I'm and and I'm not in love with every rookie running back. There's a hard tier break. I actually don't even love. I don't even love any of the wide receivers that are in the top three or four. I really don't. I, I'm more interested in the at-cost draft capital in a later guy like Hyatt, who's in New York, or Downs, who's in, in Indianapolis. I'm not excited about these top four rookie wide receivers. So I'm not a, I just love rookies no matter what guy. I'm a, I'm a very uh, strategic, do love rookies, but because there's a proven track record, especially for RBs to come in and just explode. But Gibbs landed in, in what looked to be a little cloudy of a situation on draft day, got drafted really high, so there was that shock of oh my god, he went he went twelve. 
Like, what is going on here? He went 12, and they've got two RBs. And, they, and then after about five minutes, everybody said, wait a minute, Swift's gone. They're going to trade Swift. And then they did, and then the landscape completely changed. Now he's climbing up pretty rapidly, but he's in the fourth round right now in early draft. So if you're drafting right now for your redraft league, you would get him around four. In Dynasty, completely different story, probably top 15 pick. But in redraft, he's in the fourth round. I predict that by August 1, he'll be in the second round. Easy. Easy. What what do you make of the Detroit landing spot? And and not just fantasy, but what do you think about him in Detroit without Swift? Okay, when the pick happened, I was as shocked as anyone else because I thought, and I think, the Lions are one of those teams that can absolutely be a contender this year, uh, a, certainly a playoff contender, but I think a contender in the division. I don't think you have to do too many mental gymnastics to talk yourself into the Lions winning the NFC North this year. Um, can they make a deep playoff run? I'd still be prove it to me to the folks there in, in Allen Park, Michigan. Uh, so, but I thought they had other holes that they could have and should have addressed. And I'm like, what are we doing? You, you have, you, you, well, first of all, you let Jamal Williams go. And I understand that was a financial thing as much as anything else, but he was a team leader as well as one of the top touchdown producers, you know, in, in the league. Um, so it's like, okay, it's Swift's show. And then they go get Montgomery and it's like, okay, then they've got their, they got their one, two punch. There's a million other places that the lions could draft. They go Gibbs and, and it's like, okay, w- what are you going to do with three running backs? And you use that much draft capital on him. Then the swift move happened on, on day three of the draft. And you're like, wow, somebody knows something. Let me put it this way. Somebody better know something in Detroit. Uh, Gibbs is talent. Very good. I think he's going to be a, a, a good, very good NFL running back through his time. But at a position in reality football where you just don't draft him in the first round. You just don't. The fact that we've had two in the first round was, was astounding. Uh, let alone where a lot of the scouts had Gibbs ranked would have been at the back half of the first round. Of, of the reality draft, uh, or or maybe not even in the first round. So that being said, somebody somebody knows something. Somebody better knows something, and that better knows something must mean he's going to get as many touches, if not more touches, uh, potentially than than any of the other rookie running backs, including Bijan. Um, what do I think of him in his production? You draft not only the player when you're drafting a running back to run, you're drafting an offensive line. And the Detroit Lions have one of the three best offensive lines in football. And they have a passing game that keeps people honest and and should continue to. I know the Jamison Williams situation, he's not going to be back until midseason, but uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is just a gobbler in PPR leagues. Jared Goff has proven to be a very viable can get you down the field and score touchdowns quarterback. So I, 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 I love Gibbs in the fit in the offense. Yeah. And now they've thinned out the running back room uh, to a degree. I, I could see by August, he's going to be a second round fantasy pick. It wouldn't surprise me, but again, I think that that goes a little bit to people fall in love with rookie running backs. It might people fall in love with rookies in, in general. People thought Kyle Pitts was going to be a top three tight end the year that 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 he was a rookie, right? Yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah, I, I, I like Gibbs. I love the fit. I love the offensive line. And if he gets all of the goal line touches, keep in mind that Jamal Williams scored as much as he did at the goal line last year, but Swift got goal line carries as well. Yeah. Both of them gone. Um, Montgomery capable, but is he going to be, is, is he going to be anything other than a, than a changeup pitch? Probably not. So yeah, I, I could see Gibbs. And if, and if someone told me that Gibbs is going to outproduce Bijan Robinson this year, I wouldn't say necessarily that's that's impossible. Yeah. So you saw the war room reaction to the to the sign, to the draft. I mean, that war room went crazy. They there was there was whispers that he could have went between six and twelve. So when they traded down to twelve, they were nervous about you know, losing him. And then when he when he was available, they they were just, they went crazy. And people were like, "Wait a minute, he wasn't going to go before twelve, but we don't really know that." And we heard multiple teams, and who knows how much of it's smoke and, and what's not, but yeah. um, we heard multiple teams had him above Bijan on their board, which, in my opinion, is crazy, even though I love Gibbs. I love Gibbs so much, but Bijan is just, we haven't, we haven't seen a talent like this come out of college since Barkley, or maybe even for longer than that. But Gibbs, to me, is similar to what you said, piggybacking off of what you said about Bijan being the best wide receiver on his team in college, Gibbs, if he entered the NFL draft as a wide receiver, he would have been one of the first wide receivers taken. He's that uh, thought of as a, he's that highly regarded as a pass catcher in in you know in, from all the scouts. And this guy's going to probably bring, I would say, sixty to 65, 60 plus receptions as a rookie to the table in in twenty twenty three. I think they're going to, especially with Jamison being out, they're going to really lean on him. I think. And and I truly believe that, yeah, you're not going to see 17 rushing touchdowns because there are a lot of one-yard St. Brown on the one-yard line type situations that won't repeat themselves. But Monty's not going to get the volume and, and amount of workload that that Jamal got. I think Swift, what Swift should have got, I think that's what we'll see Gibbs get. And it wouldn't shock me at all if this guy was 700 and 700 or 650 receiving and maybe 650, 700 rushing, and in PPR or even half PPR, that is huge because if he gets 50, let's say 55 receptions, 700, 650 receiving, 700 rushing, which is not a lot of rushing yards, and he's going to break off long runs and have those 10 yards per carry on 10 carry games, uh, 10 plus total touchdowns, this guy will live in the second round territory in hindsight. I think it's just a matter of time. And we see, I'm pretty decent with projecting where ADPs are going to go. Uh, because of you see the patterns and the climbing and and being a little bit ahead of the news than most people that are drafting, you know, I go live whenever news breaks. Whenever I whenever I see anything out there, I go live. So like we're we're on it more than anybody when it, when something's kind of evolving and it you can sniff out that climb and it's it's gonna rapidly go up the third round and a lot of it will be because Walker's getting raptured from the second and third round because of the Charbonnet drafting. There, we're seeing Walker live in round four right now. Yeah, that which was is, a surprise to me because I, 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 I had freaking think K nine could be massive this year and still yeah. do, but it was a surprise to me that the Charbonnet move happened. Um, yeah, when it happened, and he's going to round four. K nine's falling to round four now, in some cases round five, which enters, which gives you a whole new perspective on getting him because now you're drafting him with so much more upside than you were before. So as much yeah. as it feels like a kick to the nads, it's like 
you gotta you gotta reevaluate, recalibrate, and say, okay. I always say you walk out of the room, close the door, open the door, walk back in, and try and evaluate it. And Kenneth Walker, around four to five, if you cuff him to Charbonnet, and around eight, nine, ten, wherever he ends up climbing, and I think he'll end up climbing closer to K nine. That's why K nine is going to keep falling to about round five, and and Charbonnet is going to probably climb to about round seven at least. And so you're going to have to draft both of them pretty close together. But if you get that as your running back one, and you go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, or wide receiver, Pat Mahomes, you know, Olave, like you you can build a, a monster squad. Throw a little Alvin Kamara, like I always do at the sixth, seventh round, even though he could be facing a suspension. But yeah, Gibbs and Bijan, these are top five running backs of the future to me. And I don't, like I said, I love rookies, but I don't just throw that out to every, you know, running back. There's select select a group of guys I'm going to be high on, but I love rookies. Kincaid's another one that I love, but like you said, tight ends are slower evolving at the NFL level, so people need to temper their expectations. But Kincaid, you, you like Kincaid for the future in Buffalo? Oh, 100%. I, I could even like him this year. They yeah. love to use tight ends in that offense, and the depth chart there is a little bit thicker. He's not as known to be as well as good of a blocker, um, and, and so that might not – I can't say that won't that'll keep him off the field, but certain formations when you line up with a tight end, if he's not if he comes to the NFL right. and he gets ragdolled in the first month of the season blocking, that's on film and teams are going to see that. So if they line him up as an inline tight end at all, it's like that's fool's gold. They're they're not trying to run to that side or whatever else. Uh, meaning. Tight end is a surprise position a lot of times, right? You you love to stack a formation, let's say trips left, and have a tight end over on the right, an inline tight end, and then he's got all that space out there. But that only works if people are convinced that he's got that he could stay in and block as an inline tight end. Other than because you just take you just take uh, the linebacker, or if you choose to uh, put up a safety on him and just keep him outside and knowing that he's not going to be the point of attack run blocker if if he can't or, block his inline tight end when he lines up as an inline tight end does that make sense yeah yeah and, and uh but but that being said they'll find they'll find all sorts of ways to to get him the football, but there's a lot of miles to feed and they distribute touchdowns there pretty yeah or he could be uh, a wide receiver half the time and he, and he well, could line up as a as a guy yeah. in the red zone where he doesn't have to have even though he is he is fast, he doesn't have to have burner nine routes straight up yeah. the middle speed for forty yards when it's first and ten on the on the per, thirteen or something like that. Percentage he, chance he, forced he, to answer percent. Yeah, forced so, to right. answer percentage chance he's the next Travis Kelsey or the next one or two tight end overall. If you had to, ah, ha, ha, I, ha. I mean, <laughs> at least the next number one It doesn't have to be Kelsey. But the next top dog. It would have, to me, I would need to see. I mean, look at it. Is, is Dalton Kincaid more or less of a can't miss tight end prospect than Kyle Pitts? Different quarterbacks, though. Situation. But but There's I would no, say there is no there yeah. is no comparison from their draft profile correct, correct. coming into this. And correct. Kyle Pitts has we're still waiting on him to produce. Correct. Okay. And 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 I understand different passing game, different quarterback and all of that. But there hasn't been there hasn't been anything like Kyle Pitts is going to be Kyle Pitts is going to get drafted where? Tight end 10? Tight end tight end Look, like 
a little so, higher, but so, but yeah, so, he's a steal. So how long before Kincaid could be tight end number one? I would say the minimum would be year three. But he's percentage chance. Percentage yeah. chance he becomes tight end one though in fantasy eventually. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I'm factoring in it's it's him versus the field of every other tight yeah. end. Within five years, him being tight end number one, ten percent or less that okay. happened. Okay. Is in my mind. And that's not a knock on him. It's just that right. you're saying him versus the field. You right. Know? It's a lot, so, yeah. Yeah, single-digit percent chance that happens in the next five years that he's TE one uh, in your in your PPR draft. Mayor's landing spot was a little disappointing because he he had about the same amount of upside. He's different. He's like a Gronk type, you know, tight end, yeah. and, and and landing in Las Vegas, which I don't think is a very good long-term spot. But we'll see. Um, rookie wide receivers, real quickly, and then we'll get to the bull takes, and I'll let you get out of here. I know you're a busy guy. Rookie wide receivers in general. Were you pleased with any of the landing spots of the top four guys? So obviously JSN, Quentin Johnston. Um, uh, you know, you you got uh, you got all f- these four main guys: Zay Flowers. Addison. You know, yeah, Addison. Zay. What what do you think about those four specifically? Well, okay, now I, you know, all politics is local, as we like to say. Um, I, my fantasy football knowledge of college guys often gets local. My brother. And my nephew, two big football fans, live in Boston. And my brother's a Boston College Eagle. So since the time that Zay Flowers was a freshman on the Boston College football team, my brother's like, we've got a wide receiver who's going to play in the NFL. He's like, his name is Zay Flowers. you got to watch him. So I started watching him early in his career. And I was like, Brian, my brother, I'm like, Brian, I think, I think you're right. I don't think you're just throwing in BC bias there this kid has body control he has mm-hmm. everything if he was 6'2 he'd have been a top five pick top 10 pick in my mind um so so I think I think Zay Flowers could do massive things we still got to see what OBJ is in that Baltimore Ravens offense and and how much number one number two coverage Zay Flowers gets versus facing the third best DB on any given pass route um, Quentin Johnson, I like, I like, but I think he, you know, I, I like him, but I think that the, the, like you said, the Vegas offense is, is in, in quite a state of flux. Um, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba like, but there's a lot of miles to feed right there. Right. I mean, there's not really a universe right. where, where JSN gets, one uh, wide receiver number one targets there's yep. really not a there's not a path for that right um but he'll do damage when he does get targets because he's absolutely going to see the third best defensive back in coverages and, and slot I think he's very, yeah and, and and line up in the slot he'll see some linebackers every once in a while yeah um and so i think he'll eat when he gets the ball but i just don't see him being targeted enough to be uh, I agree. Definitely not a wide receiver one, probably not a wide receiver number two fantasy wise. Um, so yeah, I, I would say Zay Flowers out of the, out of the first round guys, Addison to Minnesota is an interesting selection because he looks like he'll be the legit number two wide receiver walking in the door there. And I know Kirk cousins, but, but cousins is absolutely capable of distributing the football and Justin Jefferson's going to have everything rolled to him constantly. 
Um, I don't know if you're an NBA fan, but the other day when Golden State was playing the Lakers in, in game one and Golden State had to hit a triple to tie the game with 10 seconds left, the defense, Steph Curry got the ball and the defense w- doubled him at midcourt. Right? Yeah. We're like we're not even letting you over midcourt without seeing two bodies, which left Jordan Poole, who took kind of a wild three-point shot, wide open for a three. And I, I'm, I, I thought to myself, if that's football terms right there, that's Justin Jefferson right. year that people are like, we are going to bracket you, double you. We're going to have one high, one low on you. We're, we are not going to let you kill us because you are the thing in the offense that could kill us. And I think Jordan Anderson's going to be, or Jordan Anderson's going to be running down the field with his hand like this, going, guys. You know, yeah. Here, I, I think similar to your description of JSN, that's how I feel about Addison because you got Hawkinson, you got JJ, and JJ is yeah. not going to relinquish anything. Um, so at the end of the day, there is a ceiling there that that you know can't be wide receiver one production, and that's what's disappointing about all four of these guys because you wanted one of these guys to fall to. Uh, you know, to Where a to a be to, the one the one walking in the door, yeah. right? And Zay kind of has that, but then you're like, okay, what does that offense look like on, under Munk? And it's changing. Is it going to be really run heavy? And and you know, but we did see Hollywood Brown get to top ten wide receiver, you know, value. And even though it was like you know hard to know and hard to predict if it would continue or whatever, it did yeah. get there. So, in the fact that you know we don't know what Keep Mark mind, Andrews Hollywood is going to be going when forward he was in that offense. Keep keep in mind when he was in that offense, I would need to look through the game logs again. But it would be he would have a game two for eighteen, right? And then he'd have eight for one hundred and forty four and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And, and so where at the end of the year his his stats added up to that, right. but it was completely feast or famine. I would I think all of us in fantasy would way rather have a guy who is just a He's just going to produce. He might not give you a three-touchdown game, but he's going to be threatening for double-digit catches and, and triple-digit yards and an occasional touchdown every other week or whatever else like that with an occasional two-touchdown game. Way rather have that than a feast or famine. Oh, okay, I got to decide, do I start this guy against this yeah. defense because he could because he could go for two catches today or he could go for three touchdowns the next week. Yeah. Uh, Flowers was my number one wide receiver in January, talent based. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I love Flowers. Yeah. I think his his oh, spots, body control, hands, toughness, quickness, long speed. A lot like AB. He reminds me of AB in a lot of ways. Yeah, everything except for what you would like the jump ball size. You know, six three, two ten, mm-hmm. bodying guys downfield. But don't sleep on Zay in terms of his physicality. He's a right. physical wide receiver, even at his height weight. Right. Quickness. I mean, he, he in today's NFL, like he's going to be pretty hard to contain. He'll be amazing if yeah. uh, if they bring him ar- along properly. Okay, yeah. uh, t- before we get you out of here, right. bold here. bold take time. You you had something bold for us. Uh, what is it? Okay, now the DK Metcalf I dropped to you because Metcalf had already played in his rookie season, and I said I thought there would be a guy that that he would pop this year. I got a rookie for you who might. I would say draft him if you have deep keeper leagues where you're keeping three or four guys, take him as a flyer late. Charlie Jones. Okay. Wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. I like him. He 
he came out of out of Purdue and nobody in the Big Ten could stop him. Nobody in the Big Ten could stop him. And he was he was the the one uh, at Purdue with okay quarterback play and everybody knew they had to go to him and nobody could stop him. And now he's going into a system where Burrow can get the ball to anyone, anywhere, anytime. Uh, he's definitely not going to be the the one or even the two. I, and again, I'm telling you this. I don't. I'm not saying mark it down. He's going right, to be. Right. He, I, I'm just telling you, he will show flashes. And if they get injuries at the wide receiver wide receiver position, and he has to step up, I think he's going to be a pro wide receiver for a for a long guy a, a long time. I don't think he'll ever necessarily become a, a wide receiver one, even in that. In, in his own offense. And so therefore definitely not like a wide receiver one. I don't think he's going to become a Cooper cup. I think he could become a Cooper cup the year before Cooper cups offensive MVP season. Meaning okay. He's the guy who is, he's just Charlie. Going to finally get open. He's going to produce. He's going to be a, he'll, he'll be a six catch 88 yard type type guy with an occasional touchdown. Um, so, so, and, and he's someone that's not even going to get drafted this right. year in most of your PPR drafts. He's yeah. not even going to get drafted. Yeah. Somebody but, to look for maybe mid season if an injury happens to Boyd too, or something like that. Uh, exactly. So good, good one. You want to know who you want to know who the, who's the, yours? Yeah. Lay one on me. Yeah. This is kind of the fan favorite. Okay. Watch your screen right here. This is, this is a little fan favorite here. M I N G O and Mingo was his name all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love Mingo give here and and take. give me your 30 second take on you're saying this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean we're 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 talking similar bold deep, you know, nothing you're yeah. like you're banking on as your your elite starting running wide receiver. But this this is a guy that has a nice opportunity to to not only be the number 1 right away in his offense but He's got a little bit of that, like AJ Brown. When you watch him on film, he he is a very, very, very nice prospect, and and they took him high. They they you know high enough. They like this kid. He gets to build rapport with Bryce Young from the beginning, so you get that that nice rapport right from the jump. And and Thielen's older. I know he's still good enough to help. I think help Bryce Young progress and mature, and, and at the NFL level, and it's a great, it's a nice little wide receiver to have there. In Thielen, you saw he, the David Tepper phone call, I assume. Yeah, yeah. And when Steve Smith signs off on a wide receiver, that's something to take to take note. Mm -hmm. do, do you like me? I mean, do, uh, Mingo to me could be. I, I'm not saying for sure, like you said, don't lock it in. Don't. But could yeah. the, could this be the diamond in the rough? Not just a good receiver that could be a number two or three in fantasy. Like this could be the diamond in the rough wide receiver that we are like, wow, this kid's fantasy wide receiver one, two, eventually not saying it's a lock. Just yeah. there's a, so much appeal in target share. Uh, Bryce young, who I like a lot. I think so many people are down on him for his size, but the guy's magical. And, and, and I think that's just a great fit. Ming Mingo wouldn't shock me if he was the number two or three wide receiver from this draft class. You know, I, I, I won't argue against that. And I would say this year, I could see Mingo having a an Amon Ra St. Brown type rookie year. If you remember, which is just a couple of years ago, a couple of seasons ago, Amon Ra had a stretch in the last month and a half of the season where the only guys that were out producing him were Cooper Cup and I think Jamar Chase at the time. 
with who had boffo boffo seasons maybe justin jefferson i think as well in in that year where you knew by the end of the year amon ra was a guy to target last year going into the first round of the draft um and, and I say that because of this, a couple of reasons. One, because of Mingo's talent. Two, it takes a little time to develop rapport, rookie to rookie in, in, in the in any NFL system. But three, are the Carolina Panthers going to be running the ball in the fourth quarter of games this year? No. Right. No. They're going to be trailing 27 to 10. Mm-hmm. You know, 31, Mingo. 21. Mingo. They, they're going to need two scores constantly in – and I'm not hating on the Panthers. I'm just saying it's, it's right. a rebuilding project. They're going to be down two scores in the fourth quarter of right. most game, right? Zing, zing, zing. Mingo. And, and Amon Ra was the same way the Detroit Lions in, in his rookie year were trailing in every game, and it was like, okay, we'll take an eight-yard check down. And, and guess what? That's 1.8 points. Yeah. You know, and, and so I, I could I like it. Uh, his long term prospects, I I wouldn't be as bullish maybe as you are on that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a crazy take. Um, but I think in his rookie year, in the back half of his rookie year, you might see him having fantasy points, points, points yeah. for the, all the reasons that I just that I just illustrated. Anquan Bolden rookie year force fed just because of the right. you know being down. Uh, uh, and then and real two real quick questions. Um, Chase Brown. Um, a chain in, in Miami, Chase Brown in Cincinnati, or Roshan Johnson in Chicago. Which one starts more games this year? Oh, starts or has more touches? Starts more yeah, games. Starts or starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mixon's had problems staying on the field, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh. Yeah, I'll go Chase Brown, but I think that's a coin flip. That is deep. That is deep waters here. You guys who watch Smitty, you guys are getting some deep, deep cuts yeah. when it comes to these type of things. Uh, Ron Navy's been dropping $20 Super Chats the entire time you've been on. He's a big fan. He says, can you ask him what he thinks of Najee's outlook uh, will be this year? And then that, we'll let you go after that. So some people I trust really think that Kenny Pickett is going to have a good year. And that will directly, obviously, impact what type of a year Najee has. I'm a little surprised that, but there were, like I said, people that I trust have said they think Kenny Kenny Pickett could have a pop year this year. Um, They certainly don't mind, they certainly don't mind feeding him. Where do I think he'll end up? I think his, um, I mean, look at, why restrict him? He could be a, a top five fantasy running back this year. I really believe top five, maybe top three, if he's able to play 17 games this year. Uh, and if Kenny Pickett takes a, takes a little bit of a jump, George Pickens is going to be a beast on the outside. They're not going to be able just to load boxes against the the Steelers' uh, offense. Great draft. I like him. Like him. Like him a lot, especially if the people that I trust, which I'm not necessarily saying that myself, I, I still am wait-and-see mode on Pickett. But if the people that I trust who think that Pickett will take a, a jump this year – if that does happen, uh, Najee's, Najee could have a really, really nice year. You made him happy. Friends of Scott Hansen are friends of ours, so we 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 love hearing that. Um, uh, Thanks for Scott, your question, Ron. Yeah, right, as, Scott, uh, everybody go go find Scott, Red Zone NFL Network. Scott, this is on YouTube now, the YouTube TV. Love it. Yeah, so love so it. anybody wants to go watch Scott Hansen, YouTube TV, 
You can get the 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 NFL Sunday ticket and get the red zone. Go watch him. This this is the best man in the game. I don't know how you do it, Scott. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you deal with all the bathroom break questions you probably get all the time. All the time. This man is is a legend. Everybody give a, a round of applause for Scott Hansen. <laughs> thank, thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Hey, Smitty, you're a good man. Uh, always good seeing you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the off season. Yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be clipping this and putting it on Twitter and, and and putting your prediction up. We love it. All right, thanks, man. All right, see you, bud. Bye. Scott Hansen, amazing, amazing man. We we love Scott Hansen. He's great. Uh, Ron Navy dropping super chat after super chat, just getting in the mix. Nice job, Ron. Appreciate that. Thanks, Smitty. Thanks, Scott. Uh, both to the moon. Look, Ron, I think Scott maybe just, I think Scott and Ron just became best friends. I think maybe bunk beds, uh, kung fu, karate in the garage. I mean, I don't, I think Ron Navy was just fed enough excitement from the Steeler hype that Scott Hansen just spat out that Ron Navy's going to sleep like a baby tonight. Uh, but yes, gr- great interview. 143 of you in here. Appreciate everybody um, getting in here and watching Scott Hansen drop some. Some major knowledge. He's a real solid dude, and he's really, really good at what he does. So go check him out on the Red Zone. Um, if anybody doesn't know what the Red Zone is, it's basically like for anybody that doesn't want to switch channels to every single game using NFL Sunday Ticket, and NFL Sunday Ticket's expensive, you can go on YouTube TV if you've got YouTube TV. Add it for like, I think, ten ninety nine a month, $10.99 a month. You can add the uh, sports package, and you get the Red Zone with it. And Scott literally just has like quad boxes uh, eight, uh, you know, eight screens up, six screens up, seven screens up, and every time a uh, team's in the red zone, he cuts that game, and you hear him commentate. He's like, "And the red, okay, into the under the forty yard line." This guy's unbelievable. So go check out Scott; he's phenomenal. And uh, that was that was a good little little segment. Appreciate everybody being in here. One hundred forty-two of you still in the room. Punch that thumb up button. We only have eighty thumbs up. Uh, anybody have like a follow up question or comment relating to Scott? I'm going to open the phone line. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in if you want to briefly speak on on what Scott said. Any follow ups on what Scott said? I'm sure Ron Navy's just just knocking the phone over, just racing to dial in um, because you know of what Scott just said about the Steelers. He's he's just I don't know if I don't know if Ron's going to sleep tonight. Actually, I said he'd sleep like a baby, but um, Derek, appreciate you. If you don't have or if you don't know the Red Zone channel, you've been living under a rock. That's the truth to Cardinal. It's an amazing way to watch football. It's kind of tough. I ordered the uh, Sunday ticket on YouTube TV this year, and part of me is like, am I even going to watch it? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Red Zone is just so good. I don't know that I I don't know that I can even watch uh, every game separately. Um, Professor Stroke with a super chat was... I the only one thinking Pickens to the moon when I thought I was no bro we talk about Pickens all the time Pickens is a moon man the moon man dropping loads in outer space he he you're not the only one talking about we talk about it all the time bro you're in a a, a Pickens safe space here and, and obviously Scott Hansen you know approving that is a nice thing and speaking of Pickens and Pickett and Steelers we got Ron Navy himself on the phone Ron you had to been to the moon when he started talking Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that you'd get a chance to, because I know, like, you bring like somebody like Scott on, and he's got you know time limited and stuff. I wasn't sure if you'd get a chance to ask him that or not. I really appreciate you, and I love his takes. I love his takes 
on uh, uh, JSN. I think he brought, you know, JSN down to kind of reality a little bit. Um, Flowers, I love this. I, I mean, I just loved his takes on, on, on a lot of it. He was he was awesome. Yeah, and I just regret because I got TV and I get I get ears. I call them ears. I get Andrew instead of Scott. And I, I had Comcast at one time and I love Scott. I love li- watching Scott on Red Zone. So appreciate you, Smitty. I mean, yeah. That was, that was hey, you know, pre- appreciate you. Even, Ron's dropping $20 I mean, super chats. And he's thinking me. You guys back and forth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and he's right. You got some of the boldest takes out there, Smitty, and and we all know that. So yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I, I'm gonna swing. I'm like Babe Ruth. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a bunch of homers, but I'm also gonna strike out from time to time. But uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate this. Um, uh, seven two seven nine, uh, Marco. Appreciate that. You are the man. Uh, JB dropping a super chat. He didn't sound. Sold on Kincaid and Dynasty. Well, and Quentin Johnson, he didn't talk about. Uh, thank you for the super chat, JB. Kincaid, here's the thing about non-fantasy analysts. Like, number one, you can't expect them to think exactly the way we do. We're thinking one step ahead. He's thinking conservatively. Because think about it from what Scott does for a living. Scott isn't going to go out there and make this outlandish prediction about somebody or say this guy's the best tight end in football. He has to go out there and say, what has he done last week? What is he doing right now? Scott's very much in the moment, so you can't expect him to stick his foot in the pool of the boldness that, that where we go after. We, we're okay to strike out. He can't strike out on national TV the way we're going to strike out from time to time and then you know re- rebound, hit a home run. That's the nature of what I do. I'm very much ahead of the curve, and it doesn't mean I'm always right, but that's why you see a lot of football people laugh at analyst predictions when I went into that betting uh, uh, spaces room with a bunch of betters, and I said, "Hey, you guys, the Bengals are going to win the division," and they just laughed me out of the room practically. And and just only one guy said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put money on Smitty because he knew me. He he had he had followed me for fantasy. So out of all this room of betters, he's the only one to put money down. But they don't see like betters, people that are doing that, that don't play fantasy. They don't see what is in the cards for the projections and the." up-and-coming stuff they look at the now how did they play last year what defense what was the defense of placing for this team last year not what does this defense look like right now and so Scott's gonna not see Kincaid my whole point is Scott's gonna not see Kincaid exactly the same way we are because he needs to see it you know because he's reporting on it looking at it from a totally different lens I think you know my I I, I didn't get a chance to re- rebuttal and give him my take on Kincaid but I was saying that Kincaid might have less opportunity or expectation or maybe even talent uh, uh, from what Kyle Pitts looked like he had coming out of his rookie year. But I think the offset of having Josh Allen versus Pitts having no quarterback at all, really, that is a huge difference that maybe makes Kincaid a better prospect. So I didn't get a chance to really rebuttal on that, but I was going to tell him that I do think Kincaid has a higher expectation level in some ways because he can have a lesser amount of talent, which I don't necessarily think he does. I think he could be the next Kelsey. But having Josh Allen is going to... There could be eight touchdowns that just drop in his lap. And he doesn't even have to have 500 yards. Like So it's a very touchdown-heavy situation. Kincaid, I love. You're going to see more. You guys better buckle up because the Kincaid talk is going to get heavy on this channel very soon. Um, I agree with you with Kincaid because... 
not only is he a tight end, but they can put him in the slot. They can use him in many different areas other than just tight end. I mean, he's very going to be very versatile, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, phone lines are open if anybody else has another question. Uh, we've been live for 50 minutes. This is a good little interview. I always love when he comes on. Ron, you weren't following the channel when he came on last time. It was really fun to have him on. This is in my old studio, though, I think. Um, so he has a bit, He didn't come on last year. Uh, he was really busy last year, but he, he made time. This year was great. And uh, he hasn't been on since the DK makeup prediction that he made. But it was cool because he was coming off his rookie year. DK was very uh, hyped on our channel here. So we were very, very much a, a, a hype DK Metcalf community. And so when he came on and said, you know, DK is going to have the breakout year, everyone in here was like, that's what we've been saying. Scott Hansen, welcome home. <laughs> and DK what had do you a, think about his bold prediction this year? Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, li I like it. I just, you know, I don't know. I think he's more answering that from a perspective of like, He'll shock some people, be a very good contributor, but there's no room for him to climb anytime soon to like, you know, but what if like, let's say some injury happened and he stepped in and was this like crazy monster that made them let T Higgins go, <laughs> you know, like he could, like there's a potential for that. He'll never overtake Chase, but maybe he becomes the next Higgins if Higgins is going to walk and this kid steps in. So we'll monitor Charlie. We'll monitor him. I didn't have a whole lot of, of hype on him at all, but you know. It's a good spot, and Boyd isn't exactly, you know, locked in for the future there. Higgins could be elsewhere if they don't extend him because Higgins wants top five wide receiver money. So if Charlie gets in there, Scott Hansen's breakout, maybe, maybe it's there's a there's a world where what he said about Charlie could happen. The same thing we're arguing with Mingo and Kincaid and Gibbs. There's no reason yeah. it can't happen, and Joe Burrow's the quarterback to make it happen. It's just. The, the parting of the, the fantasy seas has to happen, which could. And that would be that, that Higgins goes elsewhere and, and, and an injury happens and Charlie steps up and is the wide receiver too with Joe Burrow for eight games at the end of the year. And they're like, Higgins, goodbye. you know. And it seems crazy now, but if that happened, Higgins would be very expendable if you did have, let's say, this breakout wide receiver. So we'll have to monitor monitor that wide receiver um, and, and, and give him a... Give him a, a good, uh, you know, amount of attention. But yeah, that's it. Was fun having him on. Um, I plan on having. I was trying to get Matthew Berry and, and him to come on at the same time, but Matthew Berry's so busy right now, and he's he's doing more content than usual and stuff now that he's in his new role. So uh, uh, we'll sure. we'll hopefully get him on in August. What? I'm sure it's hard to get anybody when they're like they're doing their thing, and it's hard. I mean, that's just like. One of them coming to you as much as you go online, you know, you do your stuff. They're doing their stuff. Yeah. It, it seems like it's really hard to. to I have people ask me to come on their show a lot, it, you know, and and it's hard, you know, for, for Scott to, to carve that time out. That was amazing because uh, he's a good dude because he, he's got, you that know, was awesome. he's got so much you on his plate. He, he has a lot of respect for you, too, to come on the show and do that. He's a good guy. I mean, he he was. Yeah, he, he has a lot of respect for you. I could tell. I don't know about that Sunday ticket in YouTube, the un, the ultimate buffering app. I don't have a lot of buffering on YouTube TV. I really don't. YouTube TV is, is pretty solid for me. There's a little delay because it's streaming. That's the only negative, but I, I, I enjoy YouTube TV. 
And and the fact that they have, I've been watching the Red Zone on it for a while, and now that I can get Sunday ticket in, in the Red Zone on one in one place, but I have I have to admit, I wonder if ordering the I, I need to have all the games though, because there's times where I want to focus on one game, but. I got to admit, man, I don't know how much I'm going to even use the Sunday ticket because I love watching the Red Zone so much. But but you miss a little bit if you don't flip around. So uh, Thoughts on Mims versus Mingo. Mims is in a good spot, and, and Sean Payton loved him and targeted him. and So there's a lot of hype on Mims. We'll do more on Mims in the coming weeks when we re- redo our rookie rankings. I'll probably do like a top 24 instead of top 12 to 15, and that will get someone like mims into the mix it'll it'll bring in a a couple more names so get ready for that all right ron appreciate you man i'm gonna jump for now i'll be back at 7 p.m eastern all right thanks Mitty. appreciate you all right appreciate you yeah appreciate the super chats later later pal uh millie i don't know about sunday ticket already got to that all right guys thank you for watching the scott hansen interview he's an he's an uh, an absolute pleasure a gem a marvel And he appreciated that standing ovation, if if you noticed. I'll see you all later at 7 p.m. Eastern or earlier if news breaks. N-I-N-G-O. And Mingo was his name all. Uh, Let me just review Super Chats real quick. Make sure I got to everybody's. Jack. Appreciate that super chat. Jack, I don't know if you, you, you dropped this, but I don't know if there's a question with it. Aloha said, no way that the uh, the Scott Hansen. I was watching the Red Zone every Sunday. Hey, uh, Aloha. Sorry I didn't acknowledge your super chat while he was talking. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Aloha, you still here? Ron Navy, thank you. Rock out, appreciate you. Terry Roberts, appreciate you. Rock out, appreciate you. Ron Navy dropping... Just wads all over the screen. Professor Stroke, appreciate you, JB. And Rockout says, um, Najee Harris, mid-third round to fourth round to the moon. Rockout, you still here? Rockout, appreciate both your Super Chats, pal. And you're right, Najee in the fourth round. I was going to tell him that when Scott was um, talking good about Najee, I was about to say, you know, him and Walker both are in that like third, fourth round territory right now. And both of those guys are... Really nice running back one approaches if you're going wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And you could get Najee in round four. You can get uh, Kenneth Walker in round four or five. It's pretty solid. So, appreciate you all. Young with the 499 holler. Young, appreciate you with the 499 holler. The Mingo song makes me want to do a tribal dance and hunt down a wild boar every time you play it. I'm hyped. Mingo to the moon. M-I-N-G-O. And Mingo was his name all. Later, everybody. Thank you, Jarrett. Appreciate you. Jake the Snake. See you later, pal. Rock out, see you. Uh, Virtue, see you. Don't step on. What's up? Frank in the building. Go rewatch this if you missed the Scott Hansen interview. Gary, appreciate you. Millie, appreciate you. Ah, so it's it's legit like that, Smitty, because I had it on DirecTV years ago, though. It is legit. 
the red zone for sure, Millie. It's really, really amazing. It's it's really hard to go back to normal watching because it's such excitement. You know, it's jumping back and forth. There's always like somebody carrying the ball. You don't have to wait for a timeout uh, or uh, you know a huddle play call. You know, some kind of commercial. It's just like nonstop, like snappage. Just a snap here, snap there, field goal there, touchdown there. You know, it's amazing. Later, Space Ricky. Later, Adam. Later, Terry Roberts. Thank you for moderating. Thank you to my mods, Thomas, Hazelnut. I'll see you all at 7 p.m. or earlier.